calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the original pea popper. This is episode 62 of Please <laughs> Advise. My name's Molly McAleer. I go by malls on the internet because I don't know. I, I don't I guess that's what my grandmother called me, and then I made the mistake of going wide with it. And now it's something that follows me and people whenever they meet me are like, should I call you Molly or Malls? And I'm like, do whatever feels natural, babe. But it's a conversation I have daily. I uh, want to come to you guys to say a couple things. One, we have Jackson in the house. Hey. Welcome, Jackson. Welcome. Up, Christina Lopez, welcome. Hi. Hi, my love. I miss you. I miss you, too. I miss both of you. I miss my whole family. Um, I want to say that I have had the best week of my life. Uh, <laughs> when this airs, it will be the week after the best week of my life, but... It, I've had the best week of my life professionally and emotionally and everything. Um, I just have so much evidence of God touching my life. Like I really do. I do like between the work stuff, between realizing like I can have beautiful friendships and relationships, et cetera. I feel like God has been touching my life a lot and I feel really blessed by that. Um, and this all it really comes to a head in the story that I lived last night, which was that, a guy that I dated briefly in my uh, mid to late 20s uh, came into town. And we were at uh, Rockin' Riley's, not to brag, um, throwing back some brewskis. And he had had a professional low point in his career that day. And I had had a professional high point. Uh, so naturally, I did what I do in this situation. I present drugs so I was like, here's some marijuana gummy bears, right? And like. That's like, that's been your move, I feel. Right. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I can eat about eight of them now without really. I can drive on eight. Wait, what? I can drive <laughs> on eight weed gummy bears. Um, 
Okay. No, not like drive like, oh, whoa, I'm driving. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm normal. I'm kidding, Christina. Jesus Christ. So anyway, I uh, I gave him, I said, what do you want? You want lemon or you want bubble gum? Lemon or bubble gum? And he started to argue with me. I was like, lemon or bubble gum? What do you want? And so he was like, lemon. So I gave him the gummy bear. And then I kid you not, within four minutes, this motherfucker fell apart into tiny little pieces. Four minutes. (laughs) And we're not talking about like little Brandon Wardell coming in here light as a feather, stiff as a board. We're talking about fucking little, like we're talking about a a 6'4 man from Massachusetts with muscle on his body as well as like natural human fat and weight and like all of that. And I think obviously he was in a, his head a little bit. He was in a, a rough point that day, but it took him out completely. Uh, I had to take him back to his hotel room. <laughs> I had to tell him to take a brisk shower. I kind of love it when like big guys like that fall apart. But fell apart. Like I just said to the waitress, I was like, we need the check. She's like, okay, do you want? And I was like, no. I said the check. Like I had to really expedite that process and bring him back to his hotel. And I was wanted to sit on the balcony and enjoy the view of this beautiful hotel. But no, he kept feeling because he's taller than the rail that he would just go diving onto Sunset Boulevard. So I said, you need to take a shower. Um, and then he, he did. And he said, what temperature? And I said, brisk. And he was like, what does brisk mean? And I said, when you get in that shower, you should say to yourself, wow, man, this is brisk. And he was like, okay. And he knew exactly what you were talking about (laughs) at that point. Okay. And so then he went into the shower and then apparently spent 15 minutes like giggling at the choice of whether or not he should leave and come out in a bathrobe or put on his clothes again. Um, And he decided that I would make too much fun of him and then he would start making fun of him. So he put on his clothes. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there. And then worst thing is I have been reading a lot about tic-tac-toe how to play it, strategies, things I may not have picked up on in my childhood, mathematics. And there was a lovely game of tic-tac-toe, adult tic-tac-toe on this table that we're looking at. And and the saddest thing was I beasted him at multiple games of tic-tac-toe, despite the fact that I knew he was super impaired. And he was stoned out, out of his mind. He didn't, yeah. know how to, he didn't even know you guys were playing tic-tac-toe. And that's what I apologized to him for today. I said, I'm, I feel really bad that I took the opportunity to flex my tic-tac-toe skills <laughs> to a person that didn't even know he was alive. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You guys. This is from one one of them. One gummy. I'm on probably five times that right now. <laughs> Just moving about the earth. Anyway, today you guys we have a great guest. Her name is Brittany Scott. I discovered her uh, through my friend Frankie Chan, who runs a website slash situation called I Heart Comics, and he was working with Brittany. This was probably like two years ago. I remember I watched like 15 seconds of a video with her, and I was like, oh yeah, that girl's like. She gets it. She gets it. So then she like made this little pink face and you drive around L.A. and you see this little pink face everywhere. And I knew it was Brittany because I put it together Twitter or something. And um, 
She's just making her brand happen. Brittany Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing, girl? <laughs> um, uh, I took a Xanax earlier, so I felt okay. But I've also hyped up on coffee, so I'm fine. Do you have a good meds person? No, my friend was just in town and he was like, "My uh, this person gave me an excessive amount of Xanax, so here's a few. Oh, word. Okay. Chill. I wish I had a Kenex. That's so. how I got all my Xanax when I was 23. I feel like in Texas, like it was like it's very accessible to get any sort of yeah. pill. And then you, I came here and, and I know everyone's on something, but it's very taboo to talk about. You just go to Beverly Hills, honey. You get one of those doctors Ugh. and they just start writing them scripts. So, Brittany, in the brief time that we've met each other, the last, uh, I don't know, 17 minutes, I've heard about you styling something with The weekend and going to Vegas tonight to write music lyrics, and you're also talking about maybe doing an artist residency. You do everything. Yeah. How do you describe yourself? I don't know. I don't know. When people ask me what I do, I normally just say nothing. But here's the thing. Is that powerful or do we need to find you a word? Because I feel that a man would say, here's my job title. I do this. Right. Technically, I'm a comedian slash artist slash right. blah, blah, blah. My biggest thing, though, is with titles and it stresses me out. I agree. And so I can never just relate to anything because I want to be able to do everything. But here's the thing, hon. I didn't – I realize all those things that stress me out don't stress another person out. And because of that, they will reap those benefits yeah. so much harder than, like, I could if I even caught up late. Like, I cu I've cut myself out of a lot of things trying to not figure out right. the right word. Right. I'm not – I mean, I mostly ever say, I, know, I normally like will say like, oh, I'm an artist to appease other people. Right. So. But you don't sure. personally feel like. I just uh, just see it as like, who am I? Who am I to declare that I'm an artist? Da, Are da, you da, living da, da. off of your artistry? I've actually like made more money like writing clickbait and songs this year than I have art. Right. So I've honestly. <laughs> who I are you know. writing clickbait for? Mm, I, I have. I signed a NDA. Okay. <laughs> Do you don't but, write under your name though? No. Okay. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So you, are you living comfortably? No. So we had Brandon Wardell on last week, who mm -hmm. I know you know. Mm -hmm. Just uh, met him last night. Yes. <laughs> and he is living very comfortably off of doing what seems like possibly even less than you. Why is that? I just think, well, with anything like a uh, skill trade, people develop their one specific skill. And if they're tight at it, then you're going to like succeed from it. So do you feel that you might be <clears throat> like a jack of all trades, but a master of none? <sighs> um, I think my brain is tight. So I'm just trying to figure you out. You do have a tight brain. <laughs> so you wouldn't be here if you don't have a brain. That brain is tight. <laughs> your brain is tight as hell, girl. Wait, are your tits real? Is that too personal? They're huge. They're real. They're they huge. are. She just real. did like a little you, I know. She gave me a full sham. But here's the thing. I, I, I Your tits are gigantic for your small body. Yeah, thanks for calling me no, small. No, we're all just looking at your boobs. That's fine. I don't care. That's fine. I also don't wear a bra. So Brittany's, okay, there. so Brittany strolls up here in all white. Zero bra, tits living their life, hairs in a crazy bun, tight brain, a, a tight, tight brain. brain. 
This is a fun situation. I want you to remember this moment for the rest of your life because I'm going to observe. This was, oh, man. I mean, I talked to people when I was your age living your life, rolling up to places without bras and some weird outfits. And no one ever said to me, hey, hey, you're never going to have more fucking fun in your life because at some point some real money is going to have to start to come in the mix because it's not cute to be homeless and weird at 27, no offense. You've got a few years to figure it out before Trying. it gets weird. Right. And then, or you can do that. You can be like weird 30-year-old gypsy woman. You can do that. I, but I, I don't see that for you, Brittany. I see you marrying very wealthy, but also being independently successful. I really appreciate that's what I'm hoping for. Or just die at 27, you know. I know. I used to think that, that's too. That's my goal for now. And if, it, if I surpass it, then yeah, oh. marry wealthy, be independent. Girl, you are so little me in a in a fun little perfume bottle i like would be like i'm just dead i'm dead <laughs> i have my uh, my ghost is operating it through me and i'm just loving life in the club and this i was is the best i was just in berlin um like last <laughs> month and i had a really out of body drug experience at burkine and i was so content with my soul leaving my body and staying in Burakine forever. I did so much ketamine and speed and ecstasy that I was just fucked. What's ketamine like? Ketamine is amazing. I kind of psyched okay, myself out a, it kills on doing pets. it. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a tranquilizer of a sort. But the feeling of it is like shrooms plus Xanax. Uh, so it's like everything I could drink. I've, I've heard about a lot of people being addicted to ketamine. Do you feel it's like one of those things that if you were to do it, you want to live it in your lifetime? I would love to be fucked up every single day, but I just know it's irresponsible, so I won't. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, hold on one second. I'm getting a producer's note. Okay, so we're back with Brittany's tight brain. We got her a um, uh, the snacks she requested, which were popcorn and, mush and mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> and peanut We got her a pasta. No, we got her M&M's, um, peanut M&M's, and popcorn, which I think was delightful. At first, when I remember your snack list coming through, I think I was a little bit stoned, and I was like, oh, what a diva. <laughs> and then I, I felt like such an asshole being like, these are the snacks that I'm into. And no, but then I – no, but we – ask people yeah. that i mean you should have seen some of the lists we've gotten in the past like down to alkaline water the cacao level in the chocolate we're all eating specifically so, from erwan yeah it's too much <laughs> too much so uh no and then i was telling jackson last night he's like can it be microwave popcorn i'm like get her that shit in the bag i don't give a shit like she requested nothing she said her favorite drinks are coffee and water it's like an aa meeting in here so we're gonna do some oblique strategies my friend laura miller are you a vegan vegetarian a ve vegetarian so my friend uh laura miller miller does a show called raw vegan not gross on taste made and she's really funny and beautiful and chic she just got married um and she has a thing that she gave me called oblique strategies and it's a deck of cards to inspire when you're feeling creatively blocked. Ooh, nice. So I was thinking maybe today you and I could just ponder over some of these thoughts like that. together. In total darkness or in a very large room, very quietly. Hmm. There's people involved or that's all that's the detail. That's uh, it. Would you prefer total or I mean. Yeah, a large room with quiet. Right? Yeah. 
I would like darkness. Darkness is like when I tend to get upset. So like during the day, like although I'm like depressed every single moment of my life, whatever, if it's daytime, like at least like the sun is like, oh, here I am. Then once it hits nighttime, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate my life. I hate everyone around me. No, 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 no. So darkness, not so good. It's supposed to get really hard now that like the sun's going down earlier. And like, I hate this time of year just for that reason where it's like, fuck, it's dark and it's only like five o'clock. It was so crazy in Europe, like the summer schedule of like light, it just like light till like 10 p.m. And that was amazing. So sick. This is one of my favorite cards. But I love the nightlife, so I don't know. State the problem in words as clearly as possible. Can you repeat that? State the problem in words as clearly as possible. Do I just repeat what you're saying? No. It's like when you think of this, when it's like you're dealing with a person. Right. Okay. And you're trying to, or you're pondering your own situation. Right. You're thinking about the greater picture of your life. Right. What is the problem? And as few and and as and only in words as possible. And I would say usually the problem is security. Okay. Anxiety. Yeah. What do you feel is if there's a problem in your life, what is it in words? Um, I'm still um going through teen angst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that you experience teen angst in your teen years properly and it's extended? Or do you feel like now you're catching up to the teen angst you should have had? I guess it's just like my teen angst has now turned into 20s angst. But um Are you close with your I don't parents? Even fucking no. No. What do they think about what you do? Um my mom is like super disappointed that I'm not a doctor. Is she a doctor? No, she. But I was like the most intelligent in the family, and was had like high hopes from everybody you to know, be a thing. That's really hard to carry the weight of like dreams that you inherit from other people. Yeah, I mean, right. it's like I could have, but like, why do I want to do that? I don't really want to do that. I knew like when I was like two years old that I was going to be some sort of um, not specific titled job. From when you were two? Well, I'm, I'm exaggerating. But yeah, I've been known since I was younger that I was going to do something not normal. I know that feeling. I always knew because <clears throat> when I was a little kid, I would watch the Cosby show and I thought I was on it. Or I thought that because the Cosby show must be real because they're about a family. Yeah. That my and my family's funny too. Yeah, I must also be on television. So I okay. lived at least a year and a half of my life. I think between the ages of like two and three and a half, thinking I was on television all the time. Yeah, uh, I always had my thing called the Britney Show. Yeah. And I'm always just perform for people. And you were living it, and the world could see it. It's oh, like yeah. you're living. At, it's like this self-prophesized Truman show you're living in. And you, a lot, I think a lot of kids do that. My best friend and I still, though, like whenever we're together, we're like, oh, my God, how do we not have a show yet? We've met with so many networks like trying to get shows. We're like, how do we not? And then anytime we're in some like, insane situation, we're like, where are the cameras? So here's my <laughs> oblique strategies question. All right. Tying this back to both your friend and your family situation. If you think your best friend in the world 
was born into the exact family situation as you, how do you think they would have turned out differently? And how do you think they would have fared? Um, my best friend in Texas, she kind of has a more fucked up situation, but very similar to my family as well. Divorced Are your parents, parents married? Yeah, no. Divorced parents, um, really intense mom, kind of like dad just went off and did his own shit. And we're like just very similar. What do you mean by that? Like was your dad, um, he, was he just checked out or was he not involved? Like did he have... Was he with other people? It was like the like, custody situation of like I got to see him on weekends. Right. And uh, it was just like sometimes I wouldn't. And it just he wasn't like a prominent thing. But I don't think – I just like never really thought of it because I'm a kid and I just like, – that's what you're growing up with. So that's what's normal you to you. You don't know differently. Right. Yeah. It's weird though when you're – when you become an adult and you see how many people do manage to yeah. make it work – you kind of resent that. Yeah, I've only just now realized in the past couple of years like how it's like kind of fucked me up. Well, yeah, because you it's like it's that moment where it clicks and I was about your age where I realized, oh, my parents are just, just as selfish as I am. Yeah. And that is that's a scary, sad thought yeah. because like you think I'm the kid like I get to do. I feel like at this point, I've also just like surpassed their intelligence. Well, I felt that like when I was in like middle school. And well, so yes. like, whenever I would argue with them, I'm like, I'm not even going to continue this because like I know it's not getting anywhere. I remember getting in a huge fight with one of my exes about this. We're talking about like what our kids would be like. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I can't wait to have a kid that's smarter than us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why would you say that? And I was like, because what's the point of fucking breeding right. if they don't come out smarter exactly. and better than you? Like, yeah, what definitely. do we want to give like birth to a lesser version? Right. I'm at the point right now where I'm like very anti-child because if it doesn't come out sick, then I'm going to be like, mm. <laughs> I'm a fucking failure. It will come out sick, Brittany, with your type <laughs> brain. I'm obsessed with you. Do you want to do uh, the three reasons why you're qualified to give advice? All right. So the topics we're doing are Twitter, Instagram, being sad, and the club. Those are We're my- doing tons of topics. Oh, so those are just anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, then those are my topics. But I guess um, I've been uh, a member of Twitter since 2009. Nice. <laughs> According to Twitter. Um, I've been a member since 2006. <laughs> wow. Not to brag. Wow. I was 23 months I'm pretty sure I had an account and then I deleted it and then this was my newest one. Oh, okay. So I'm a little bit salty that it shows because I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's been longer. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, you know, I've been partying since I was like a teen. I think that makes me qualified for life. Lots of experiences, tough situations. Um, I don't know. I don't know another reason. Okay. Um, what's the best experience you've ever had with a person sexually? Uh, like fun, like best experience. Hmm. However, you choose to interpret that. Well, I don't know, cause casual sex makes me feel so empty. True. And um, I'm team empty sadness. <laughs> That's how- always, <laughs> yeah, always. And so, like my, I guess my second boyfriend when I moved to LA, like he was very in charge. I was like very submissive and whatever. And then towards the end of the relationship, I started to feel like used. And then um, 
I don't know. Sex is just not a fun subject for me. I just like I'm not really ever stoked on it. It's not like satisfying. Like I'm not driven by it. So I don't really like care. And right. So like good sex. I'm like, OK, cool. But whatever. Like even though I love you, like I still hate myself. True. So I don't know. I feel you. Yeah. OK. Question number two. You know how when someone says something terrible to you and then once you leave, you realize what you should have said and you wish you could go back more than anything and say it? Yeah. If what's that moment for you and what would you say? Are you talking about like in just like a beefing situation? In a whatever. Just anything? If you could go back and look at one person, point your fucking finger on their face and say one thing, what would it be? I don't know because I, I kind of just think I'm always right in any situation. <laughs> in any situation, I'm like, I'm going to own you no matter what. And if yeah. I'm leaving the conversation of you thinking that um, you won, yeah. I, I know that I won because I set that up for you. Girl, that's me. I'm like, try it. <laughs> try it. <laughs> um, okay. Three. Uh, what is something about you that would like literally – fucking shock people um dang i don't know are you i don't know what care of like what people care about me uh as far as and so but i feel that you have a perception a public perception uh that you're aware of like yeah. you you brand yourself i think oh i think the biggest thing is people think i'm like fucked up all the time when I go out uh-huh. my intention of going out is normally to just dance and then if I'm getting fucked up it's because I'm stressed bonus and so I do a lot of partying actually sober so that yeah. would be like a shocking thing but I can't really think of anything I don't know I don't know any like fun facts about myself babe I'm fucking obsessed with you and I cannot <laughs> wait to please advise it out I think I found my sweet spot it's the 23 year olds I'm obsessed <laughs> all right um oh yeah her Chloe Bridges was also 23 yeah let's please advise this motherfucker up. Woo. Hi, Lucky. My name is Mindy. Um, I'm 32 years old. My question is, I have a beautiful, lovely, adoring sister, and I love her to death, except every time I see her, she's very negative, and um, it's getting very hard to be around her. So my question is, how do I have a loving relationship and beautiful life with my sister when she has a beautiful, loving life, but she won't accept it? And I have a very awful life. <laughs> she um, is very ready to point it out. I'm just um, a single girl and having fun in the city, but she always tells me I'm going to be alone. And I always point out that she's happy and married and doesn't matter what where either of us are, but that's what life is. And I just want to know what it's like to have a relationship with somebody that doesn't see eye to eye with you. And there are times where I just want to cut it off. And there are times where I just want to be with this person. It's very fun. Um, please let me know. I love you so much. I love your team. And that's it. Jackson. Yeah. I heard you pick this call. Can you please explain this unfortunate little field mouse to me and what her dilemma is? Because I walk away from that 
thinking, is she in love with her sister or what is going on? I don't understand a goddamn word of what she's saying. In the middle of the call, your eyes were were dead. You're like, okay, I don't care. I know. I stroked out halfway through. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to the place where Bill Cosby never hurt anyone. And I'm just going to go to that place in my head for the rest of this call. And that's that. No, but this girl's trying. She's saying like, oh, my sister has this fabulous life. I have a fabulous life. We're all fabulous together. (laughs) But the problem is that my sister throws shade at me. And like, I want to. Persian. I mean, maybe. Okay. That's I'm getting a heavy Persian vibe. (laughs) Like that would, I mean, this would be the end all of all drama in Persian families. Yeah. I think they're Persian. The Marble Dynasty. Oh my God. I love their family soap opera. (laughs) They're all just like posing on marble. Like it's actually to cite Bill Cosby once again. I think it's season five intro where they're all in Hawaiian robes doing dances and marble in a tropical setting. I think that that's what I'm picturing for this family. I still don't understand what the problem is. Everyone's fabulous. <laughs> so everyone's fabulous. And she wants <laughs> she wants to like be friends with her sister, even though her sister throws shade at her for being like 32 and single and ready to mingle. And her sister like hates that for her. Tell her that her family situation's fucking weird. I'm telling you what to tell her. Hey! Your family situation is weird. Back away. You're a goddamn adult. This isn't normal for you to be so heavily considering the opinions of your siblings, especially if you're 32 and ready to mingle. Honey, you don't got a lot of time. You better have some of those eggs in the freezer, if you know what I'm saying. If you're going to allow everyone how to tell live your goddamn life, you better have a backup plan for your situation because I know you want children and love and happiness in life. But what do you, what would you say if like she wants to be friends with her sister? She wants to like I would go to my sister and say, "Hey, if you don't stop being such a fucking cunt, I can't hang out with you." Right. right. What would you do, Brittany? Um, I've had multiple boyfriends dump me for being too sad, and she's just she was just saying like I don't know if I don't know if I should cut her off or not, and I mean you should because it comes within herself. So if she's a bitch. And she's upset, then she needs to just chill for a sec by herself. I don't approve of bitch on bitch crime. I will say that. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think the little field mouse has gotten her little biscuit, and we can move on to our next call. Uh, hi, Malls. My name's Delilah. I'm 26. I live in Los Angeles. Um, and my issue is with my grandma. My grandma and I were super close. Um, all my life growing up, I've always done stuff with her. And for the past year, I haven't seen her. And I always, I figured it was just like a, our schedules were conflicting or whatever. But one day, like, show up at her house. And I'm like, hey, Grandma, like, you haven't answered my phone calls or my texts. And me and my husband have been leaving nice little notes for us to come visit you. And you haven't gotten back to me. And she was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I uh, was really mad at you because someone told me you were getting a divorce. And I was like, what the fuck? So it's like, farthest thing from the truth. I asked her who told her. She wouldn't tell me. She's being super weird. But that was basically the reason why she didn't talk to me for a whole year. So, but after that, it just seemed like she was fine with acting like everything was okay and invited me to breakfast and her sister's birthday party. And I just didn't know, like, should I bring up, like, hey, Grandma, that was pretty fucked up. Or, like, why are you doing shit like that or should I just go on pretending like everything's okay um 
anyway, what should I do? My husband also brought up a good point. He was like, what if you were getting a divorce and you needed advice from someone who's gone divorced five times? Um, she's literally had five marriages and five divorces in her lifetime. So what the fuck? Please advice. Wow. Brittany, what do you think? <laughs> it sounds like her grandmother's like opening for Tiesto oh in Atlantic City. God. Like what the fuck is going oh on? My, the beef with the grandma. You know she's like pr- like propelling down from helicopters and like sequin bikinis and like fucking setting Madrid on fire oh every God. night. Brittany, what's going on with this woman? Oh my God. The grandma or the chick? Both. Well, I mean, in relation to my grandma, homegirl just sits at home all day. So why are their schedules conflicting? How is she just not able to to drop in and say what's good? Yeah, bring a bag of Pepperidge Farm. (laughs) Like, some Milano's like, what's good? Solve it. Her grandma is, like, actively avoiding her calls and text messages. (laughs) Blocked her on Facebook, probably. I don't know what her grandma does. Her grandma's ghosting you. Like your grandma. My grandma just sits at home and plays, like, word search and watches, like, Christina. Literally. It's not, like, all day. Oh, my goodness. And she's she's like, should I be like, what the fuck, grandma? (laughs) I don't know what kind of relationship she has with her grandmother. It could be one of those things where it's like her grandmother had her mom at 20 and then her mom at her at 16 or something. Yeah, Is the grandma like like 30? The grandma has to, I don't know. Either that or she was just like a really cool ass grandma. By the way, she's been married five times. So I was playing with a four year old the other night who's so cute and for some reason like we took to each other immediately like this girl was like bringing out all of her shit from her bedroom and like showing me her jewelry box and like blah blah blah. and I said that's a really beautiful ring you have who gave you that ring and she said my niece's daughter and I was like I'm sorry and she's like my niece's daughter and I will continue to just be like, mm-hmm. and she's like, my niece is really old. And I realized this is normal now. Yeah. Like, it's normal for a four-year-old to look at an adult and refer to their niece's daughter. That's so wow. bizarre. How does that even happen? And, like, niece sounds like such, like, an elder title. It's just so weird to, like, wrap around. Yeah. So families are in different places now. So I have to think of this more is because we reference, like, our Depression-era grandparents. I mean, I know Christina and I, I don't know necessarily about your grandparents. I know your fa- they're from, out of, they're not from here. They're from the, Fi- the Philippines. But I have a brother. He's, so I'm, I'm 30. And my brother is, like, two years old. So I mean, if I had a kid right now, he could, he could have a niece's daughter who is probably about his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Really wild. Uh, but back to the question at hand here. Sorry. What's going on in your family? Is that a secret Santa? Yeah, she doesn't know how to talk to her grandmother. Oh my goodness. It seems like your grandmother's not very interested in talking to you. <laughs> that and it's just like we're all humans just go tell her she's being a cunt. Do you want to know who wouldn't do this? Grand Grand Dolly. Rihanna's deceased grandmother, rest in peace. Grand Grand Dolly would have never done this. Oh yeah. 
So we're not dealing with your average grandma. My Nana wouldn't have done that. Blow me off? No, she would take every opportunity to then sit me down. If Especially if I was reaching out to her. Be like, you'll want to know how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it's always been in my family. And I wish more than anything, if I decided recently, if I could buy the most expensive thing in the world, it wouldn't be a house, it wouldn't be anything else. It would be one day with my grandmother mm-hmm. again. And... That's the relationship I have. Not everyone has that. And and that's what makes it feel extra special, you know? So, I mean, if it really means a lot to you, just talk to her. Just be like, okay, what really happened? Is there something that I did that you're ignoring me? Or are you just busy and opening for Tiesto in Las Vegas, like Molly said? (laughs) Tits out. She's doing the Britney Scott titty shake. That's where she learned it. And there she's doing it again right now. Um, Okay. I think you're good. I... With everything, communication is the answer. It's uh, so much Nana problem. So, like, why are you having so much gram-gram probs? It makes no sense. Okay, next call. Hi, Malls. I just got cut off by the answering machine, so I'm going to talk fast here. Um, My name is Caitlin. I am 22, and I just got out of a really long relationship. It was, like, seven years long, um, about a year ago, and so I've been dating a lot of different guys, and... Right now I'm dating this guy and the meds that he's on make him really mean and aggressive and like he'll call me names like a psycho bitch and kick me out of his house and then apologize and say that he's like so ashamed of himself and yada yada. But I don't really play that game. Like I'm I'm not the kind of girl to put up with that. So at this point I'm just in limbo waiting to see if he's going to like level out his meds. Um, And I don't really know if it's worth it to stick around because meanwhile this other guy who I've known forever, um, who really politely friend zoned me, like, about six months ago, because we had, like, made out a couple times or whatever, and we were kind of seeing each other, and then he was like, I don't want to get into anything serious, but you're an amazing person, and, like, I'm about to leave town, so blah, 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 but, like, he still hasn't left town, and um, he's been texting me and then yesterday I kind of was like opening up to him about the stuff that's been going on with my boyfriend, which I probably shouldn't have done, but I just felt like I could trust him to, you know, not tell anyone, um, that this guy's like yelling at me and stuff. And he was super neutral and nice. And then at the end he was like, you can always ask me if you need help with anything, Caitlin, you're an awesome person and I'll always be there for you no matter what. And um, you know, if you're wrong, I'm going to call you out, but I'll always support you. And so, of course, I'm in the corner, like, melting, because meanwhile, my boyfriend's calling me all these horrible names, and the hitch with the boyfriend thing is that um, I work for his mom, and I'm a legal assistant, and it's just me and her in the office, and so it's going to be really bad if this guy and I break up, like, out of nowhere, um, and then I start dating someone else. That's not going to be okay at all. Um, so yeah, basically that's the situation. Can't remember, um, if I mentioned this, but he's on Adderall, my boyfriend is on Adderall and Lexapro and that's what's like interacting, interacting. So it's nothing like, you know, crazy, um, but it's just like a weird interaction and he won't get fixed. So I'm at a loss, um, and I'd love your help. I love your show and you're always right. So just tell me what to do and it'll be great. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so Adderall and Lexapro actually are a big problem if they are prescribed to the wrong person. 
if it's a person that doesn't need those drugs, that actually is a really, really big problem. And it's hugely mood changing and it can really, really affect a lot of things. It can even be if he's taking time release versus whatever. Like these are the like it's huge. Now, you say you're not that kind of girl, but you are that kind of girl because you're waiting in limbo to see if a guy is going to sort out his psychiatric medication. I'm going to tell you something that can take three months minimum for some people. Uh, It could be a year and a half long battle. You're just out of a seven-year relationship at 22. You've barely lived a teen year of your life single. And now you're 22 years old and you're like, no, you need to be single. Like none of the guys is the right answer. You need to be single. I know it's going to be hard. You're probably not going to listen to me. That's fine. But I absolutely have to tell you that you need to be single for at least the next two years of your life. Just to find out who you are because you were robbed of that. You robbed yourself of that by being in a relationship for seven years during your developmental time. So that's my opinion. Brittany, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. As soon as I heard this, I was just like, break up with him. End it now. I've been in in four relationships, so it's been over around five, six years. I've been in a relationship, and yeah, like I've let the guys in my life mold who I am. And have played the whole submissive thing. I'm only just now, because I'm single, learning about myself. Yeah, I've learned about myself in relationships. But, like, I'm super in the mood right now where I'm like, fuck, guys. They don't do anything for me. Well, it's – I mean, yes, you can learn little things about yourself. Oh, I actually do like shellfish. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You can't learn, like, what is my attitude when I'm alone in a situation and I have to walk into a party alone and, and carry myself? How do I handle it? How do I handle myself knowing that when I go to bed at night, there's absolutely no one to split a bill, no one to split a check, no one. These are things that you have to have. Independence is so important. To Male me. or female. Yeah, anyone. Yeah. It's quite scary when you deal with someone that finds their comfort in relationships. Because it means a part of them is never whole. And that – and, like, it can be interesting to think maybe I can be the direct channel for all of his energy because obviously this person wants to channel all of their energy into a relationship. But what you have to consider is that with a person who's not strong enough to stand by their own opinions, you're still never – yeah, I had to like end my last relationship because the boy was had like a a temper problem and it comes from the some like deep insecurity he was never aware of and so I brought right. it to his attention and I'm just like I love you but you need to learn for yourself. Absolutely. You need this needs to be a mutual bond together rather than me helping you and you putting everything on me. Yes, cuz there will always be certain inequalities right. in relationships yeah. where it's like, you know, we're not You can't fight for perfect equality. But I think that when you become – when you're sitting in a therapist role and your job is to keep this other person going so that the relationship can keep going, it's very scary. I just think, yeah, the the two people in the relationship should help each other grow rather than – it's like an unbalanced situation. Totally. It's a hostage situation. Yeah. 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 Wow. 
All right, you guys, it's been a minute, but we have a You Are Appreciated. Uh, Miss Brittany Scott's going to read it for us. Brittany, what is our iTunes comment that had five stars? Okay, we have fellow Bostonian uh, keeping me company during court-ordered community service. Okay. Sometimes we speed when we drive. Sometimes we get pulled over for speeding. Sometimes we can't get out of an expensive speeding ticket. When you're broke like I am, you can't afford to pay that ticket. So instead, you go to court to fight that ticket, which is exactly what I did. Thank you, Malls, Christina, and crew, for keeping me company during my court-ordered community service at the local yes! Humane Society. Yeah! <laughs> I originally started listening to Please Advise at the beginning of 2015 as a binge listener. I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to the pod and really feel that it has gotten better with time. As a counseling psychology graduate student, I thought I would hate listening to someone giving advice, but I was wrong. Malls keeps it real, and I love listening to Christina's commentary. I'm now a huge fan and follow Malls on all social media. Snapchat is by far my fave. My Aww. only complaint is that there isn't a new episode daily. Thanks, girl. Brittany, <laughs> thank you for that gorgeous reading. Woo! Can I just say that I love that you're listening to me with all those little puppies and kitties back in my hometown. I'm so happy. <laughs> but additionally, um, I do want to say that we do so much appreciate your support. Okay. Ultimate Thought Jackson is going to read our letter of the week this week. Jackson, take it away, my babe. It says, hey, Malls, I've written in before and left a lame-ass message. I always screw up on voicemail, so this is the best way for me to be on, uh, for me to clearly ask my question. No, it's not incest. I'm currently writing this with a heavy heart, so it might sound a little more dramatic than it really is. A little background. I'm 20 years old. I'm a junior in college. I have a really amazing boyfriend who will be graduating this year. We've been together for six months, and I've grown so much as a person, and so has he. We complement each other, and we're constantly encouraging each other's ambitions. But we have completely different backgrounds, and every time I'm upset or sad about something small, we always wind up uh, back to this conversation. That is, that we're from completely different upbringings, which solves absolutely nothing. This scares me because we are so different. He's from Chicago suburbs, and I'm from an orphanage. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and whenever I go through something rough, I know that he can't relate because oh we're my, so different. That is a hard You're like, oh, this is sure, a boring relationship question. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's from, oh, because those Chicago kids. Oh, right. that Chicago wealth is ugly. Okay, continue. So my question is should we stop bringing up the fact we are different completely so we don't keep falling into this pattern? Second question. Should I already prepare myself for the end of the relationship? Because he's graduating and more than likely going to move away. And you always say relationships end at young ages. Thank you so much for everything. I look forward to all the pods and you are sincerely an inspiration to all of us in our early 20s. Thanks for keeping it authentic and genuine, Molly slash Christina. P.S. I hope you get your nature box fix. Love, Lucy. I love Lucy. I love Lucy as well. And by the way, Lucy, um, I really think you should break up with this guy. Yes. Just because I feel like the struggle that the two of you are facing in which that he is not only, I mean, the fact that he can't relate is you can't blame him for that. Very few people, honestly, even the word orphanage, very few people living in this current time are, are able to use the word orphanage in a sentence and have it apply to their own life. So I'm going to point out that it is a strange, it says it's a strange situation for you and that it's very difficult to get anyone to relate to that. But the fact that he can't be empathic enough 
to pick up on the fact that this is a huge trauma and to the degree of which that you may need to discuss that and include that in your thoughts moving forward. You're a person that has been offered very little security by the universe and he is a person that's been offered nothing but security by this universe. And when you're when you don't have a sense of security, that's maddening and it's your it's your first and foremost goal at all times no matter how much you love another person. This letter reminded me of a conversation we had with Ryan Hunter when he was here, where he was saying that, you know, he's from a big, loving, like, Italian family, and his girlfriend doesn't necessarily have the same situation. He couldn't understand why she didn't want to see her mother. Right. Um, but then eventually, after meeting her and seeing her, he got it. Right. I just don't think she's there yet with finding guys at her age that have that kind of emotional intelligence to deal with it what is, she is. It's a sophistication and intelligence. And additionally, like... The one very sad thing about this is that she doesn't have the leverage that Ryan Ryan spoke about his girlfriend having and that there was an opportunity for him to see kind of what she grew up in. There's no way they could ever go back and recapture the experience and kind of the, I mean, what I would assume to be a level of horror, whether or not she identifies it as that, that she grew up in. Um, There's... You're never going to find someone that like perfectly gets it, but you should find, but there are lots of people out there that can be very compassionate, compassionate, understanding, loving. Don't, tr- I mean, there's also a lot of people that I'm sure you would have long learned by now, uh, would like to exploit your tragedy for their own like emotional well being. Like, oh, I'm helping this orphan girl. I, I, I think. I think you need to, yeah, what do you think, girl? I think it should, I mean, yeah, I don't think it should continue, but I don't, for his sake, I don't think he's intentionally being a dick. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't, but I don't think that's attractive. No, not at all, not at all. But it's just like people with money don't think about things because they've never had to experience that. I've said it before in this pod. I dated a guy when I first interned in LA. He was a model that sold shoes at uh, the Nordstrom in Arcadia. And he's really gorgeous, really, really exceptionally gorgeous. And we were in the car one day and he said, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't like, I'm never going to be a black woman. So like, why do I listen to Condoleezza Rice? Like, what would I ever understand about anything she says? And I was like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like, because... Some people are so that that emotionally divorced from from the world, and it sounds like this guy might be a little bit emotionally divorced. It's unfortunate, but this is why, honestly, you guys, moving forward, please raise your children without the concept of wealth. Please, like, take them out to the goddamn woods and give them some some paints and some wooden pieces. Absolutely, let them glue those wooden pieces together. Yeah, and have make a fun fake harmonica yeah, that they totally. play in a tree. And there would be the happiest, most well-adjusted husbands and wives ever because they didn't grow up thinking that they're the shit and that their dick size is like life and like their daddy's bank account is just going to buy them all the pussy they want, all the warm places they can stuff it. It's kind of like the worst two attributes of guys because guys are like emotionally oppressed like growing up and he has money so he has to think about literally nothing and that's so annoying. No, Does he have it's, money or are we just projecting that no, he has money? No, no. <laughs> Suburban <laughs> Illinois, that's slippy, babe. Uh, it's slippy. Like, it's like, it's the guys we know. It's like, that's Julia Allison. It's like, these are the people that grow up in these towns that like, don't, 
are like, oh my God, like I hope the poor black lady gets a job so I don't need it in my prom dress to dress for success. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like she's going to wear a fucking Betsy Johnson romper to her interview at the fucking daycare center. <laughs> People are corrupt and sick. And I think you should dump this person and I want the next call. Hey, Molly, this is Chris uh, 30. I uh, he called a couple weeks ago um, about the single thing. Um, and the pod uh, with that on there just came out. And I just wanted to um, call it a follow-up. Um, yeah, I have to say I was very, um, very humbled. And I had to step back um, from your response because it was very enlightening for me. Because honestly, like, when you said what you said about what my intentions were with the call, um, I think I realized that when I was saying it, but I didn't totally realize the whole depth of it until you actually called me out on it, which I think is a good thing for me um, as like a learning process. So anyways, I just want to let you know um, I appreciate your insight on it. Um, I apologize for uh, being um, kind of an asshole with the question being a little bit backhanded or whatever. Um, and um, yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know I love you guys. I love the pod. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just been very enlightening. So I, I just wanted to admit that I was humbled by your response and appreciative of it. But anyways, uh, keep doing your thing, Molly. You are awesome, and everybody on the pod is awesome. Um, and I'm going to keep listening uh, all you know until until it's not happening anymore, which is going to be a long time. So all right, Molly, thank you. Have a good one. Bye. You know what, Chris? I really appreciate that, and I do have to say, you kind of puffed me up. I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now uh <laughs> no i Brittany. this guy called a couple weeks ago being like why aren't you advocating for singles to have their time and i'm like are you kidding all i do is tell people to dump their fucking boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> like that's my sole goal on this podcast is to be like dump your stupid boyfriend <laughs> i feel like most of the Same. times that i've talked i'm just like i'm single and i'm tinder like that's all i say <laughs> yeah all so, of my friends are going through it with their relationships i'm like dump them dump them dump them so Not single it. by choice is very chic i hope you are loving life thank you for your beautifully worded, humble, honest apology. Uh, and I'll rip you a new asshole anytime you want. P.S. <laughs> Tell me how my nuts taste. Bye. Hello, moms and friends. Um, I just stumbled on to this podcast about two weeks ago, and I think it's the bee's knees. I just think it's great. Um, I've been listening to old episodes, and... Uh, I really didn't need advice until I just had a very weird encounter that I'm going to tell you about right now. Okay, so uh, I am living in Texas, and I am in grad school. Um, I'm 29, and so I was in my office um, at school the other day, and uh, I was on Grindr because why wouldn't I be? Um, and I get this message from this guy, and so I check out his profile. Um, he's about four or five years older than me, and he had uh, – and so his profile picture was just of his body – and I was into it. And so um, I responded, and we ended up talking for a little bit. And so he ends up sending me a picture of himself with his face. Um, and so, and I, like, my, my mouth just kind of dropped. I, like, knew this guy. Um, it's not a very big town, but it's big enough. But this guy actually is another professor at the university who is also married to another professor, one that he's married, but it just, he's married to the professor that I happen to work for. Uh, I am assigned to her, uh, and she is my boss. So in other words, my boss's husband was trying to holler at me at Grinder, and now I just feel super weird. And so I work for his wife, 
And she and I are fairly close, but now I just feel super weird because I'm like, your husband is married to you, and then now he's also talking to a, probably not even just me uh, on Grinder. And so I don't think the guy like knew who he was talking to. Um, and then and one because I, I just didn't respond to him after he sent the face photo. Um, but now I guess I just like so confused. Do I tell my boss that her husband was hitting on me on a gay hookup app, or should I just not say anything at all and just pretend like I didn't see anything? One, I would also prefer um, my boss not to know that I have Grinder. I just feel like that's weird um, that she would know that. It's kind of like my, in a weird sense, like mom knowing me, knowing like that I'm on that website. Anyway, um, I just, I don't really know what to do, like, because I'm just in this weird mode where I can't tell anybody else about this. I think along with the theme of October, he's trying to use his magic stick to stir that witch's brew. What do you say, <laughs> my friend? My friend. I don't know, dude. I would hit it. I mean, like, I, I'm like, I, like <laughs> I know I'm like down for a little bit of scandal and and he's on Grinder, which is like, hey, I'm trying to hook up and I'm trying to find my journey. And, you know, and and he's married to your professor or whatever. Yeah, he's married to your boss. But it's. Jackson! Wait, Jackson. No! So, hold on, hold on, hold on. No! Hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, you shut your fucking mouth and you say fucking nothing. No, you but don't you, tell her. You don't tell her. You're out of your goddamn. Oh, well, actually, so you're you saying don't tell her, but also hook up with the husband. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he runs our social media, folks. Brittany, what do you think? Oh my God. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I don't. I would never want to fuck with someone's life like that. I don't. I even would know. never mention it again. Yeah. Because by the way, she might know. This is the thing. Everyone has been. I've become so enlightened to this. But everyone acts like everyone's online behavior is some sort of like deviance. I found this girl I know straight up know her in real life, sucking fucking feet and pussy online Woo! for cash. Okay. Yeah. Pics on Insta on the net. Yeah. But she's a cam bitch. Okay. There we go. And I've known her. Via the internet. Like, for years, is like, just a girl that takes pictures of her fucking boring dog and, like, writes about her sad hardships, whatever. Now she's sucking fucking toes and whatever. So I see that. What do I do with that information? I file it in the back of my spine, and I speak of it to no one. Like, it doesn't even get brain space. It goes somewhere in my spine. That's why I have such a bad back. I really cannot fuck – like, you got to just – Mentally divorce yourself from that situation. Go find another torso. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Physical stuff is so surface and shallow. It's not that important. Have you ever caught someone you know, like, in a situation like that, though, where it's like, oh, shit. Oh, that's, like, so-and-so's boyfriend or whatever in that situation. Uh, um, no. I mean, I've definitely done sketchy shit. And, yeah, if it comes out, I'm like, mm. Have you ever slept with a married man? Oh. Um... That's good. Would you ever? Sorry. Would you ever? Um, no. Just because, like, I don't really give a fuck about sex. Right. So I'm not going to – I'm just going to make – yeah. Would you, like, make out with the married man? Mm, maybe. Like, if I knew the fact, is that what you mean? Uh, you know, I, I don't think I would, but never say never. And I hate to say never say never because I'm not – I don't – I don't fancy myself a family ruiner of any right. type. Right, right. 
But at the same time, I mean, I could say I could say absolutely no. No, there's no way. But I've said things like that in the past and come to bite my tongue because oftentimes when you find yourself in the situation, it feels different than it looks on paper. And that's a moral betrayal. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah, I want to say no, but who knows? Who knows? Would you? <laughs> um, I was actually just thinking about this as we were talking about it because they're like people have different situations in their marriages. They have open marriages or they have marriages that are just companionate marriages and they have partners outside of that. Um, to sub, like polyamorous basically and so like would I hook up with someone who had a situation like that maybe it's but it's not something that I would go searching out for I don't think yeah. I would ever actually I don't not think I would really. sleep with someone who was married yeah. I would especially just, like, just for me knew. and my I know yeah. it's a bull because it's like tail is no all this time <laughs> no it, it's a qualm like I don't I don't want to be like ruining families or anything like that but he's saying that uh his boss's husband is curious and like trying to figure out his life and like trying to get that d action i mean find more information see if it is an open relationship da, 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 da. that's the thing we have no idea what their marriage is like maybe this wife knows that like right. he might be bisexual and he gets his like fulfillment right. um having stuff outside of the marriage every once in yeah. a while so she might know that he's on grinder and that might be his way of like satisfying that need or she can be completely in the dark that her husband's homosexual. All about that hashtag well. grind life. <laughs> hey, girl, can I ask you a real quick aside about the Please Advise Hall of Fame? So we have like our eight ball signed by Cassie Steele. We now have a new little piece of canvas with a sad pink face on it. Brittany Scott's tag. Uh, we have a bong's book. We have that uh, boy band CD all signed. We have our lips phone. Do you think we could maybe clear off those books and make that a proper shrine? Because I'm going to start really advocating to have guests bring us. Can I install an IKEA floating shelf <laughs> above that little shelf? Uh, I will. I, I will remove those books. Yes. And, and nice. but, but if it gets bigger, can I install? An Ikea floating mm. shelf. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy another shelf like that for please advise when it comes to that point. What about a cabinet? I don't want anything that like I have to screw into the wall. Basically. Okay. Can I buy a glass hutch? Yes. Okay. An I all approve. glass hutch. I don't like hutches. So you no. love oh. an all glass hutch. You've never seen. I would break probably, it. You probably haven't seen. I don't. That's why I don't want to. That may be like stuff. a plexiglass. <laughs> You may be like a plexiglass hutch. <laughs> All right, next call. Hey, Malls. I'm going to be anonymous only because I don't know if people listen to uh, their podcast that I know. Um, I'm 28. I'm in Florida, and I just can't get my life together, Malls. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I hate every guy I talk to. I have a dog that's hyper. She's crazy. Malls, help me. Any advice for a 28-year-old Young lady who just needs to get her life together. I like, I don't know what I want to do. Help me, Moss. Girl, you ever get out to Boynton Beach? Because that's when my parents have a house. Maybe we can go party in Boynton Beach together. Look, one at a time. One at a time. So you tackle the home first because that's where you live. Get the dog situated. You get your place the way you like it. You're comfortable. You got a place that you want to take a guy back to. Hmm. How about that? And then then you tackle work and then you tackle love. What do you think, Brett? Um, I just party my problems away. Right. I mean, honestly, there's also that. I have to tell you there were so many nights where I was like, 
well, I could deal with this <laughs> or I could get cocaine. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, that is like so general and like what I'm constantly thinking about that right now I'm like, I'm just going to party and maybe tomorrow think about that. Think about it later. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but also, you know, take responsibility for your life. You're a smart enough girl. You seem to know the problem areas. Yeah. And that's the first step, recognition. Recognition is for sure the first step. So you just put that out there, love life, fix things slowly, take patience, time, meditation, maybe get a crystal, maybe get a candle, listen to Dr. Laura on Sirius, keep listening to Please Advise, and that's just about it. Pet your dog. Pet your dog. You guys, that was episode 62 of Please Advise. Brittany, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. You're such a little tight-brained genius. Oh, thank you. Can you tell people where they can find you on the internet and where you're going to be the upcoming months? Um, I'm lingering LA for a bit. Follow me on Twitter, B666S. Follow me on Instagram, Brittany Scott. Like my Facebook, find me on Tumblr, go to my website, buy my shirts. How do you spell Just Brittany? Stalk me. Uh, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y, Scott. I like that spelling of it. Thank you. I do like an A-N-Y, though. Yeah. It's very, like, English. Yeah. Yeah, um, Babe, so tell me one more juicy secret about you before I leave you from my, my pause. <sighs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm, everyone knows everything, but who is everyone and what tell is everything? Tell me, like, okay, so tell me about your bra journey. When do you decide to wear a bra? When do you not decide to wear a bra? When did you decide to stop wearing one? Um, I started wearing them because I wanted to feel like I had boobs. I mean, I've had boobs for a long time, and so I just wanted to be like, oh, I'm a girl with boobs, and I should wear a bra. That's what you're I'm supposed to do. I'm pretty obsessed with the size of your rack in comparison I'm to your body. I'm also on my period, so they're a little bit bigger. Okay. See, I don't experience that. Yeah. I'm always a steady yeah. negative A. And now I just like the con. Like I just like the fact that it's a bit shocking to see a nipple. Yeah. So or are you trying to free? It's a little the nip? bit girl power. Girl, also, it's like half laziness. Are you freeing the nipple? I'm freeing the nipple. Could, how do we feel about this movement? I like it, but it's also like, can we stop saying free the nipple? I, yeah, I think people are like dwelling on the simple fact of the concept of free the nipple rather than thinking about it maybe anything further. So yeah, it's yeah. like annoying to see free the nipple everywhere. I can't stand it. But. Can I tell you that I think Miley Cyrus is going to be the most famous of this last wash of girl Sings singers like Taylor, Katie, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. I think Miley's gonna beat them all. What do you think? You think so? I think so. I I haven't like I was like a really big Hannah Montana fan. Yeah. And then she turned into Miley, and I'm like, oh, I had to deal with that. I'm dealing with it now. Bitch can sing. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. she can I'm a fan. sing. And I kind of actually really thought I really think her new album is the exact right step for a person that the wants one to on transition. SoundCloud? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a person that wants to transition from being what she, everything she was, right. even bangers, right. up into like to I move like that she stands like, up Joan for herself. Jett. Yes, yeah. I thought she was great on SNL. Yeah. Like her musical performances, I thought they were really interesting and beautiful. And sure, I think she she adds a lot of extra, but yeah. she has a voice and a half. Oh, I yeah. love Miley. Yeah. I think her next album is going to be the really big one because I feel like she's growing right now. Yeah, and then she's like trying to come in like all this weird shit that she's doing to try to just like 
scratch that Hannah Montana thing. Mm-hmm. Like she needs to get it out of her system, and yeah. right. she'll really. And also, she'll be older. She'll be in her right. late twenties. So I mean, she'll find like the core of herself, and right. like her next. I don't want to brag, but I spend a lot of time on YouTube looking up old interviews of Brittany and Christina yeah. during that period where they really kind of just like ruled everything, went over the hump oh, okay. basically of like just like, oh, oh, uh, Christina, what a girl wants. And then all of a sudden, psh, like right. down. Mm-hmm. And it's the come on over video was the first one that was like, holy shit. This bitch is like not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. And the dirty video? Oh, well, then when it got to dirty, but even on Come On Over, she had like thick red streaks and was like kind of alternative, had a mm-hmm. nose ring. Mm-hmm. But then dirty came out. It was out of control. No one knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like held hostage by it. Yeah. But I will tell you this to this day, you go into a gay club and you put on dirty and Woo! like every single person's going to mop the floor with their body because yes. it's the fucking jam. Yeah. So all I'm saying is I think that Miley is following the exact trajectory that everyone has before her, but better. Definitely better. Because she, I actually, that twinkle song, song makes me cry like that makes me sad for her what what goes on in her brain and that makes me but happy for her too because she's expressing more than most people get to yeah it's such a good album do you have you heard uh pablo the blowfish yes it's so good and she cries in it (laughs) like why are you crying It's, it's really good. Because yeah. you know what? Sometimes you got to cry, man. And I like that she's crying over her pets. I cry. Right. But by the way, she's not crying about her pets. Like I always would say like, oh, why are you? People would be like, why are you crying? When I was a kid, I'd be like, my dog died five years ago. But it had nothing to do with the dog. <laughs> so I think that it's nice that she's working out her shit. Proud yeah. of her. Yeah. Etc. You guys, that was episode 62 of Please Advise. You can call us at 323-450-7408 and leave us a message. Leave us your updates. You can also email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. We love it when you email us voice notes. The sound quality is really high and it's great and it's good for international fans. We appreciate I love it when an international fan calls personally. It like, gives me so much life. We have one coming up in the next episode. Oh, chic say la vie. Okay, so then we also are on soundcloud.com slash please advise. We really appreciate it if you listen there, but we also appreciate if you subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review, five stars, a great comment. Maybe we'll read it on the show. We'd appreciate that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Just look for please advise. I'm Malls at Malls. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Internet life. Blah. All right. <laughs> next next week, you guys. That's going to be the week. All right. Bye. <laughs>